time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Very good evening. Welcome to the first Red Friday of the new season. And first of all, of course, back to last night and the disappointment of going out of the Europa League. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me here on Red Friday, Andrew Shiny and Alan Davidson. Andrew, we were all there last night and it was a bit of a similar reaction to the, the cup final the season before last. It was, we did everything right. You can't criticise the team, but in the end of the day, it was disappointment. It was disappointment. That's uh, one of the emotions that you feel after it. But I think the overriding emotion is pride in not only the team's performance, the fans' performance, but the whole club's standing, uh, I'm sure, has been raised by the two legs against Burnley. Two really good cup ties between two British sides. Uh, no quarter asked or given and despite the financial gulf between the sides which has been long talked about um, you know I think on the pitch there wasn't a lot to choose between the sides and actually going into the last 10 minutes last night we were the side who looked more likely to score and had we scored that would have taken us through but ultimately in extra time just that wee bit of extra quality that uh, Burnley were able to bring two proceedings. Ashley Barnes I thought was excellent when he came on to replace Chris Wood. Uh, Jack Cork indefatigable, just ran and ran and ran all night, got his reward with with the goal and it was just that little bit extra that you would expect from a, a side that has cost 50 odd million pounds to put together that ultimately saw Burnley get through and, and we wish them the very best of luck. No we do they, they were uh, with a couple of exceptions, not least the, the guy in front of us. Uh, uh, they, they were a very nice club to deal with and uh, lots of good people. But uh, Alan, you were there as part of the two and a half thousand strong Red Army. From your perspective, it, it looked some bounds. Yeah, it was, I mean, an amazing day. Just a shame the result didn't quite live up to it. But I mean, we were there from kind of three o'clock and it was just Don's fans everywhere. Well, then, I was going to say, when when the, the bus came in, we turned in um, and with the cricket club because at first you could only see the stands and it wasn't until you turned right in where you could see that the whole of the pitch was covered in red apart from the the actual wicket I hasten to add the wicket was covered but um, (laughs) other than that the outfield was just an absolute sea of red and and the players were just going wow yeah (laughs) yeah it was and the gaffer made sure that the the bus driver tooted the horn to let let you all know we've arrived and we've got a terrific reception because we actually had to travel on the team bus because of transport problems that um, made for a slightly fraught afternoon for us but um, it was was brilliant to to turn around that corner into Turf Moor and just see that sea of red there because all the fans that we'd seen uh, in the streets coming towards Turf Moor were wearing the clarets and uh, blue of Burnley but wow what a sight that was and then din that you lot made unbelievable it was well um, after the game manager Derek McInnes he, he knows he was disappointed of course but he knows it was a chance missed we have missed some opportunities to strike that blow that Burnley struck to us in the, in the extra time and um, we carried well on it but we're almost sitting here thinking that that could have been so different because there was nothing really in the game for me. Um, And I thought that we recovered well from a difficult start. I thought Burnley came out of traps well, posed themselves on the game. I thought they were very good in that opening 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But we recovered well, scored a brilliant equaliser. And uh, from then on in, I thought we were always well in the game. We knew that that next goal would have finished them. Um, 
if we got 2-1 up we would probably won the game and um, we never got the goal they did and that's cup football and I, th- I think it was pride there was a lot of pride because there was the the much publicised gulf between Scottish and English football um, there was all the talk about oh, Burnley will blow us away ok we got a, a draw at Pataudry but it was two proper cup ties with nothing to choose between either sides no absolutely I think you're right we were kind of I think a lot of people were suspecting us to go down there and take a bit of a pasting from Burnley and it was far from it we were right in the game caused them lots of problems and I think it's great for us also great for Scottish football it's it's stand Scottish football in really good stead and I think we've made a, a few new friends in Lancashire because uh, the, the amount of um, posts and emails the club's got about now that Burn, the Burnley fans were so impressed with the, the Pataudry club in all aspects of it that uh, they're going to be Aberdeen's their new second team Absolutely and I don't think they were being patronising in any way shape or form certainly the, the club officials weren't uh, but the fans that um, have been posting and saying you know best atmosphere there's been inside Turf Moor for years and years and years far better than you know when the big name clubs from uh, the Premiership pay a call but uh, yeah it, it was just an evening that you know barring the result was all but perfect yeah well skipper Graham Shinney he reckons we should be heading to Turkey next week I thought we were the better side over the two legs um, we didn't have the greatest of starts to the game but once we got a, a foothold in it we were really good second half a little bit the same didn't start overly great but once we got our momentum going I thought we looked like the team that were going to go on and win it um, felt comfortable at the back they had a, a few scares but um, I felt like we were doing really well in the game it was, it was trying to push on to, to get the goal and like you say chances were missed and and that one will run through my head forever um, but it was one of those that we need to sort of take the positives and move on to Sunday because the big game's coming around We'll turn to the Rangers game a bit later but uh, there was plenty of positives to take from it and uh, it does augur well for the, the season ahead It does because this is a new team once again and uh, the new faces have gelled well uh, Tommy Hoban was very good again last night Lewis Ferguson, what a goal that was I mean, it was funny, I spoke to Joe Lewis after the game and he said um, uh, has Fergie's tribunal been sorted out yet? And I said no, Ugh, bang average absolutely bang average <laughs> but no, uh, the tribunal will I'm sure be showing that goal by the Hamilton side Although it shouldn't actually Effect it because affect it's, it's, it's all to do with what the value went when at the point of him coming to Aberdeen. Absolutely, but um, it just shows the the potential that there is there in Lewis Ferguson, who was excellent. Sam Cosgrove operated in scraps for long periods, but uh, when he did get reasonable service, caused problems for Tarkovsky and me once again. Graham Shinney, immense in the middle of the park, uh, up against international players. He's an internationalist himself, but you know international players playing and reputedly the best league in the world didn't look out of place there and Joe Lewis some unbelievably good saves in that second half Uh, yes Burnley could throw it back to us and say well yes you guys had chances but your goalkeeper made three world class saves in the second half to keep you in the game but uh, no there's so many positives but we can't dwell on what happened last night we've got to move forward but it stands us in really good stead for the, the forthcoming league campaign Yeah, Who were the players that impressed you? Joe Lewis I mean we it wasn't until we saw the replay that we from uh, Vokes' header that we 
it was confirmed that he got the merest of touches that prevented that from going in the back of the net. Yeah, certainly that one. It was from from the end we were at. We couldn't see that he'd he touched it. You, you kind of had the suspicion, but from kind of almost from the Burnley player's reaction that he'd saved it rather than it just hitting the bar. But I thought again, McKenna and Devlin, if. If they're still here, the pair of them, when the, the window shuts, I know there's some interest around McKenna being touted about before we play a European tie. I think, I think, I, I think, I would, I'll stick my neck out and say that Scott will yeah. still be an Aberdeen player um, at the end of this this window. It's interesting. I, I believe John Hartson rated him in the eight to ten million pound bracket. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I, think, I would say more than that. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> I do, th- I do think with the pair of them, over watching them over the kind of last couple of games. There's against, a real bond real between the two of them, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you know they've got the potential to go on and be a really great centre-back partnership. Uh, I'm not going to mention two names that, uh, <laughs> from the past because you don't want to put pressure on them, but there's an understanding there between the two and uh, it augurs so well for, for the future because they're still... B- Scotty's only 21 and Michael's only 24. Yeah, well. You really do think that again, over the last couple of games they've limited some very top-class strikers to... Very little, and against kind of the quality of striker we could play against most weeks in Scotland. Well, I think a lot of teams are really going to struggle to score against us. Absolutely, and uh, Burnley man- manager Sean Dyche, he was fairly fulsome in his praise of Aberdeen. You know, credit to Aberdeen. There was a lot of questions about this, that, and the other. Um, but I thought they were excellent in both games. Tonight, I would, I would say the balance. You know, they've certainly come out to try and make a game, which is great. You know, they haven't come to defend. That's one thing. And you still need that that bit of luck. Um, their keeper, I thought, was outstanding. Um, and we kept probing, and we kept looking to to break them down, and we did on a few occasions. Then, then their keeper, you know, pulled out some marvellous saves. Not ideal preparation if we turn our attention to Sunday, uh, Alan, because it's a, a one o'clock kickoff and it's Rangers. They'll be up for it, as we know, the Stephen Gerrard phenomenon or circus, as it will be, I'm sure, on the, in terms of the, the media on, on Sunday, a lot more interest than, than normal. But it, it's good for Scottish football. But uh, whether he's going to be a success as a manager is still very much uh, up in the air. Yeah, absolutely. I think the. Obviously, they've they've got the results they needed so far in the European games, but with these early European qualifiers, you're always second guessing the strength of the opposition. I think theirs were much more unknown than ours. We we knew we knew what we were up against, um, and they've they've got the job done. But this will be a real a real test of what Stephen Gerrard Rangers can actually do. But yeah, not ideal preparation for us having to play the extra half an hour last night at that intensity this early in the season. And we need another atmosphere as we had it. Pataudry last Thursday night on on Sunday because the place was bouncing from start to finish. The fact that it's Rangers opening league game of the season after last night's performance should mean that that's exactly what we'll get. I think there's no doubt it'll be just as as good as it was last Thursday uh, at Pataudry on Sunday uh, because uh, you know nobody could look at the two performances that the team has put in and, and say well they deserve to go out they didn't try a leg uh, they don't they're not deserving of our support and as you say it's Rangers you don't need to uh, tell the fans to get themselves up for that uh, it's it's one of the fixtures that's most eagerly awaited all season so I think that Yes, there'll be some tired legs. Hey, we travelled with the, the, the team last night, early this morning, and we saw how tired some of them were. Uh, but the adrenaline gets going again. It's Rangers. And, you know, I, I think there may be tired minds 
for some, but the, the tired legs will get an injection of adrenaline and we'll see them through the game. It won't be easy. Rangers have put together a squad that appears to be a bit more robust than it was last season. They don't seem to be chucking in goals like they were, uh, but this is their first real proper test. And you're right, Alan, I mean, we did have... 120 minutes at high intensity last night but that'll actually stand the boys in really good stead this early in the season that they can get through that ideally you'd have had an extra 24 hours gap before you play your next game but the, the flip side of that is that it is Rangers and the adrenaline shot that you get from that fixture will see the boys through this is North Sound 1's Red Friday. We'll continue our build-up towards Sunday at lunchtime's clash between Aberdeen and Rangers and also bring you the first predictor of the new season after these. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday. The Dons are on Sunday service with the opening league game at home to Rangers. One o'clock kickoff Sunday afternoon. And, Andrew, there'll be a minute's applause for Neil Cooper. Fantastic display last week. But uh, the fact that uh, Neil played for both clubs, and I'm sure that, that will be, uh, a fant- fant- again, a very moving occasion. I'm sure it will be. I mean, it's... It's a while since Neil sadly passed away, but this is the first opportunity for both the Rangers and the Aberdeen fans to uh, give applause together. And I would hope that it's it's marked in the correct manner. I'm sure it will be. Um, in terms of the game itself, uh, no Shea Logan. He misses the first uh, next three games now uh, due to suspension. Uh, Tommy Holman can play it right back I think that's a likely Don Ball can play it right back he's got options just saying that uh, Stephen Gleeson uh, also Chris Forrester can come into the starting lineup. so there, there is still wee tweaks that the manager can make yeah there are options there I think Hobbin really really impressed me in the first leg against Burnley uh, mostly on the other side but I mean up against a player of Aaron Lennon's kind of pace he wasn't totally exposed he didn't look like he was totally out of his depth and Rangers have signed some decent players, but they've not signed anybody quite like that. So if he can, if he can deal with Lennon, I'd quite like to see what he what he can bring. Okay. Well, uh, the manager spoke last night about how we have to get the disappointment behind us and now turn our attentions to what's happening on Sunday. The disappointment is clear and it's raw at the minute, but we we can't have any hangover from this game affecting the next one. So physically, there's. There's clearly a job to do to make sure we're ready because boys will need to go back in. But the mental side of it as well, we've got, that's the side that we've got to really reset ourselves and and look forward to a, a domestic campaign that I'm excited by. I think when you see the ovation from the supporters at the end, it's not just in recognition of the players' efforts and the quality of performance. It's, it's also partly, I would imagine, that they, they see something with a squad that we can be excited about for the, for the season ahead. and no better game to try and get off to um, feeling better about ourselves and winning on Sunday as it was against Rangers and uh, and that'll be tough um, but it's uh, it's a brilliant game to be involved in and maybe just the perfect game to be honest after the disappointment tonight Perfect game to bounce back there won't be any problem Andrew getting the, the players lifted for an occasion such as that that's for sure 
No, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you know, the tiredness will be forgotten about and uh, they'll get right down to business because we've got a wee bit uh, of a water rangers because we didn't beat them at all last season and we still managed to finish ahead of them in the league but they will be stronger this season, I'm quite sure so we can uh, lay down a marker and, and just stamp our authority on that particular fixture by winning. Do you think um, he will freshen things up? He's I think he'll to me have that, to. that one change. Yeah, uh, we know that Shea's out, so that's one change. And I think you're right. Tommy Hoban would be the man to come in at right back. Uh, there are other options. Scott Wright looked very bright uh, in his substitute appearance. He may have done enough to, to win a starting berth. Um, but I think we've got decent options there. Stephen Gleeson, Chris Forrester, uh, both experienced, could come in there in the middle of the park. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. The manager will assess the players over the next 48 hours to see exactly who has had most taken out of them mentally and physically by the Battle of Burnley. OK, well, we'll come to the one to watch for you guys very shortly. But uh, Skipper Graham Shinney, he also believes that Rangers is probably the best game to bounce back after last night. I guess it's maybe a better thing that it's, it's Rangers because the atmosphere and the adrenaline will be pumping through your body. Um, so you probably won't even think about the tiredness at the time. It's a massive game and one that we, we put pressure on ourselves to, to go and do well. So I don't think tiredness will come into our head. It'll be everything else. Dodgy will be packed. It'll be so out again the atmosphere will be be brilliant um, it's one that we look forward to so um, like we said town, we'll, we'll recover as well as we can um, but town is shooting come into it with the momentum and the, the hype around the game Stephen Gerrard said last night he was envious of uh, Ryan Jack's performance in the middle of the park for, for Rangers may have been a bit tongue in cheek but he's obviously playing well just now and that'll be some battle because it always is uh, friends off the park but when uh, Ryan comes wearing that blue shirt, uh, he knows the crowd's going to give him uh, give him the bird all the time. But uh, in terms of the battles, Graham Shinney against Ryan Jack in the middle of the park will be one to watch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be another one. I mean, Ryan, I think when he was here and last time, I think it was almost like a ball boy got to him last time when he got himself sent off here. Um, so I think Graham will play up to that. Graham will wind him up the entire game and. If Ryan Jack doesn't see the ninetieth minute, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be a total shock again for him to get sent off up here. But that, it would be quite nice for us if that happens. Well, Kevin Clancy's the referee, so uh, I think he's that Neil be, Lennon's friend. Yeah, uh, he's going to be quite a busy guy because I think that's where the game will be won and lost is in the middle of the park, and uh, Shinny against Ryan Jack will be one of the key battles. And it's uh, it's uh, the, f- the first game of the season, so it's important f- to set down a marker. It is, yeah. I mean, uh, no better way to start than uh, beating one of the the teams that are definitely going to be round about your position in the league table come the end of of the season. Uh, So if we can get one up on Rangers early doors, so much the better. Right, one to watch, Alan. I'm going to go with Sam Cosgrove um, this week because I think there has been talk about bringing in another striker. Um, also it doesn't look like there's going to be anybody in in time for Sunday so it'll be up to Cosgrove and I think if there is somebody else coming in this is his chance to lay down a real marker and go okay we're bringing someone in but you're here to fight for a place with me yes. um, Sam's obviously ahead of think uh, anything that uh, Derek yeah. thought when he when he signed him because he was one for the future but he has um, he's improved so much as a player on the park and also off the park since he arrived yeah absolutely I think he took his goal in the pre-season game really well looked dangerous 
gave Burn gave international quality centre backs against Burnley gave them real problems with his kind of physicality. Just still is inexperienced and that does come across at times just in decision making. But if he can nail that down, I think he could be he could be brilliant. But this is his chance to to lay down a marker if we're going to be bringing someone else in as well. Andrew, my one is a, a player whose uncle and father both played for Rangers Lewis Ferguson he's made a terrific start to his Aberdeen career and if he can keep that momentum going uh, he's going to be a big big player it'll be an interesting one tomorrow uh, because he is still only 18 it's difficult to, to think that he's still so young when you see him because he, he looks a you know such a, a big mature physical specimen but um, he's he's not just a big mature physical specimen he's a very skillful football player as well and uh, if he continues the way he's been going he's going to have a big future at Aberdeen and it would be great to see him help Graham Shinney dominate that centre of the park battle on Sunday Okay, let's turn our attention to the predictor. Did I win it last season? No, no. no? Okay, um, right. First of all, we must take, look, we've, Alan. You're going to represent the, the Red Army this week. Uh, Dave G, who's currently on holiday, you've texted him, uh, and he'll you'll hopefully get hopefully. his predictions back because I think we all agree. Otherwise, he gets oh, no he points. gets no points. Yeah, I'm turning my phone off, but yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll find a way, uh, and I'm sure he will. So, what's your prediction for on behalf of the Red Army for Aberdeen against Rangers? I fancy to get the job done. Two, two, one Aberdeen. I just, I feel like we've played so well in the last two games. I just think that with the atmosphere in the crowd, if we're ever going to kick on, this is this is the time to do it and lay down that real marker for the race for a second. Andrew, I think it's going to be very close, and I think the only goal of the game could swing it our way. So I'm going to go one nil for Aberdeen. Well, I've gone for two nil. Aberdeen. Uh, Andrew will stay with you for Celtic against Livingston. Well, this looks like the biggest mismatch of the season, doesn't it? Uh, Easy for you to say. Livingston newly promoted, Celtic getting the flag presented to them tomorrow. I think it's just a a case of how many Celtic want to score. 4-0 to me. Right, Alan. Yeah, 3-0 Celtic. Uh, 3-0 is what I've gone for. Uh, Hamilton Hearts, Alan. Yep, I'm going to go 2-1 Hearts on this. Not the most convincing during their kind of Betfred Cup campaign. But they look good once they scored. Last week I'm talking about against Inverness Cali, a couple yeah. of good goals. Yeah, um, but I fancy to get it done. We say it every season, but this year, I, again, I feel fear for Hamilton, which means they'll finish eighth. <laughs> yeah. Andrew? I'm going to go 2-0 to, to Hearts. OK, and I've gone 2-0 Hearts as well. Kilmarnock, St Johnson, Andrew? Well, Kelly had a great season last year. St Johnston didn't. Uh, I think that will be reflected in the scoreline. Uh, 2-1 to Kilmarnock. Alan? 2-0 two, two Kilmarnock. And I've gone 2-1. Alan, uh, next one, St Mirren, newly promoted, Dundee. Yeah, St Mirren at home, first of the season. Dundee, another side that seemed to really struggle through their... Betfred Cup campaign and from some of the Dundee fans that I kind of have spoken to that were at some of the games they're really concerned about this season and the way it's gone so far Um, so I think St Mirren with with the bounce first game back in the the big league 1-0 St Mirren Andrew 
I can't separate them. I've gone one-one. As have I. And uh, finally, Hibs Motherwell, Andrew, also well, on Sunday, but three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, terrific win for for Hibs. Are, well, it was a draw last night in Greece, but it's got them through uh, to play Molde next week in qualifying round three of the Europa League. And I think that bounce that they will have from that, uh, allied to the fact that Motherwell look as though they're losing Cedric Kipre to to Wigan, Ryan Bowman uh, out, for and Ryan Bowman weeks. out for a while as well. I'm going to go two 0 to Hibs. Alan. I'm going to go 2-2 two, two, certainly Easter Road recently has been the place for goals 2 each I've gone 2-1 to Hibs and uh, in League 2 uh, Peter Head they open their campaign tomorrow afternoon against Queen's Park Highland League continues well the Champions Cove Rangers play their first Highland League game at the Balmoral Stadium and it's a cracking looking fixture they're playing Fraserburgh Clark against Keith Devonvale against North uh, Nairn County Turf United travel to Fermart and that's another good looking tie that one Forrest against Brora, poor old Fort William. You have to spare a thought for them. Two games into the season, they've conceded 27 already. They are at home to Bucky Thistle. It's local works against Huntley in a local derby. Strath Bay Thistle against Rothes in the final fixture. Wick Academy against Lossiemouth. In the juniors, they also get underway because the Jim McPherson trophy was uh, postponed last week because of a waterlogged pitch. Good start to the season. And Wookie.com First Division Sunnybank face Bucky Rovers at Heatherfold. And elsewhere, it's all Grill League Cup action at the pick of the bunch I would suggest in Group 5 no it's not it's Group 6 Bankery St Ternan against Bank City that's your lot for the first Red Friday of the season it's the Dons against Rangers Sunday lunchtime 1pm kickoff. join us next week bye bye Red Friday with ESWL streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor it's not Sound 1's Red Friday